The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. How thick are you, you selfish prick? Please just stay the fuck at home. From L.A. through to Berlin, from Wuhan through to Rome. There's people dying every day, so stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet, so stay the fuck at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. In these crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another amazing episode of Heroes of Noise on one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. And my name is Dan. Welcome to episode 106. What's happening, everybody? Steve, what's happening? The coronavirus. No. <laughs> no, it's not. That shit's fake. <laughs> it's, to- it's 5G. What are you talking about? You didn't know it was 5G, uh, the towers that are giving us this? <laughs> I got the Rona from the 5G. I lived in San Francisco. That's where it all started, man. First time I saw that 5G pop up on my phone, I started Bruh, getting like a little tickle in my throat. Listen, gee, the amount of people that have that conspiracy theory going around their brain. Is that real? I mean, no, dude, this is a, if you Google it, it's every, I'm talking about every, it was so big that uh, Teddy Riley was about to go against Timbaland. And then Teddy Riley was like, people don't want to hear this, but man, it's the 5G towers that are given into the sickness. And he got disinvited <laughs> from, from they were like, yeah, we don't want you on our platform Man. right now. Why people got to yeah, be so dumb all the time? Gee, I don't. Oh, don't get me started. I was. I had a talk with a mutual friend of ours yesterday. Oh, he's uh, always got good stuff to say. Well, he wanted. He want. I think I, I've. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a person that I argued with a few years ago. We had a long argument, and this argument is now every time he sees me, he <sighs> wants to argue. Is it the same one? Yes. Please tell. Him. Please tell them time, what it is. Every time he, it was about the girlfriend. Oh, no, not that one. No, it's about the girlfriend. Why would she tell you that somebody hit on her? And I was like, it's, it would only to be to make, make you jealous. And ever since then. Every, I think you've talked every, about this before. On exactly. Here. Yeah. Every single time. But now it's every time I see him, he wants to argue. And this yesterday we were having a talk and he said, you know, he's like, I'm taking it seriously. But I mean, my grandmother had a party yesterday the other day and yeah 20 of us came over because she wants 20 of us what are we gonna do not go over there Ooh. and in my brain i was like yeah yeah that's what zoom doing. dog <laughs> you gotta teach grandma how to use zoom gee this is a serious thing bro it's like i, I think people are taking it seriously but they're not taking it i think they're like seriously for everyone else not seriously because people still try to walk up and talk close to me and i have to kind of back up 
You know what I've been noticing lately? I think that people are actually being very responsible. So I started walking this week, right? Can't run just yet. I'm working back up to, to running. Look at this guy, the rock. I've done 10 miles in the last two days. Okay. And uh, Which is I've a noticed lot. a few things. You know, you're walking around the neighborhood and whatnot. People are very cool. Like they'll do that. You'd mentioned this last week, I think when you were jogging. But, um, you know, people don't mind stepping into the street and you don't have to make a big deal about it. You kind of give each no. other that look like, hey, this is, what we, this is what we have to do. Smile at them. Maybe throw them a, how, how you doing today? Or, you know, good morning or something like that. But everyone's being pretty cool about it, man. It, it's a very, uh, I know at Save Mart, I went to Save Mart. The people that looked weird were the ones without a mask. Like everyone had a mask. What kind of mask are you using, bro? Uh, so what happened was this weekend, or I think it was this, we didn't know this weekend, I get a call from Belle and she's like, hey, come outside. And I didn't go outside, but uh, Cameron uh, came to my door, just like here, and she had made me a mask and she also gave me a mask in a Ziploc bag and it was an N95. So I was like, oh, I should get these N95s from where's the, what kind of hookup? Her dad has a shop. N95. So, oh. And so she gave out like 10, 20 of them. She gave you 10 or 20 of them? No, she gave out like 10 or 20 of them to her friends mm. because he has, oh, you know, apparently car shops have like an endless, you know, a bunch of them just because you're like, yeah, you know, when we spray paint or when we do this, you have to have. It's a real N95? Uh-huh. It says N95 on the front. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess you're, I guess it's an N95 then, Steve. Good job. No, I don't wear it though. It's still in the Ziploc bag. I just wear the normal cloth mask. What are you going to do? Save that for a rainy day or something? Yeah, when, if, if when the row of, row breaks out real big. If it's real, <laughs> if it's like crazy, the, the second coming of row row. <laughs> gee, if it gets nuts, then I would go out there. But so far, oddly enough, California's killing it. California's killing it. Fresno is is doing really well, considering. So people are like taking it seriously in California, and I think it's because our governor came out and said, "Look, it's a zombie apocalypse." He like went over. He was like, "By the way." The dead are rising. So we all started taking it really seriously from jump. Other governors were like, look, it's like a cold. If you want to stay in for a cold, for a cold well, then you're a wimp. And everybody started, you know, going all over the place. Then there's other people that believe that Jesus' blood will wash it all away. And so there's a lot of different, but in California. They're all in Wisconsin. Are- Gee. But uh, so. I don't know if the, I don't know if the Jesus's blood lady is in Wisconsin, but no, I think well, she was. Well, I think, no, that was no, church. She was, it was no, it was church, but that was. But it, it what was where was the Jesus? Was it Florida? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised at all. If it was. But the thing is, I know that lady. Not you know literally. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. But like, really? we, I think we both know that person. It's like, yeah, that's not so... You don't know that person? Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. I don't no. really hang out with a lot of religious people. Uh, the aforementioned homeboy is very that person, I think. Really? Is he a Jesus' uh, blood kind of cat? Yes. Wow. Yeah, and so we... we like For me, I think... I feel real good about living in California. I know that there's still a possibility of getting sick, but um, for all those that are like New York, our hearts are with you. All those are in, you know, other Florida, you know, Wisconsin that just had to vote regardless of the coronavirus. My heart, I don't know how, like New York, they had the big, what, the, the most people die in one day today or yesterday? Yesterday, most people die in one day. That's, it's going up in New York. And so, you know, worries about, all, it makes me worry about all our friends out there. 
Always got to be doing everything better than everybody else. (laughs) It's fucked up, huh? I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. We got friends in New York. We hope you're staying safe. I know like one person, actually. Friend. I know I have a friend in New York. I have friends. uh, 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 Maybe. Wait a minute. I have multiple friends, Steve. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I know. Like two tree of them. Rebecca. I know Rebecca, and I don't think I know anybody else. Yes, you do. New York. Hold on. I know so, okay, New York. I know a Mike Winkler. Winkler's from New York. He's from New York. I didn't know that either until we met up in Chicago. The, Mr. Six Foot Eight. Actually, I New did York. know that kind of. I just forgot. Yeah. Six Foot 13 or some shit like that. That's what I thought. I thought <laughs> six, foot, six Foot 12. Six Foot yeah. 14. He's a big ass dude. But yeah, he's from New York. And then I have a friend named Priscilla. She's from New York. And, and you know, I have friends. I like that name. I have friends Presley, in New York. It always makes me think. Now, do you, have you spoken to them? How are they doing? Uh, just online and stuff. I think everyone's doing yeah. okay. I haven't really heard from Winkler lately, but usually we'll just chit, we'll chit chat a little bit in the, uh, the leftover army chat group. Oh, how's the, um, how's the heroes of noise chat group going? I have been very absent this week. It's just been, I've been busy this week. So I really oh, have been, damn. yeah, shut up. You have no room to talk. Just, stop. <laughs> just shut your fucking mouth. Hudson. Try to throw that shit at me. Let me take you back to, this is a great day. Started a new group. So-and-so joined. So-and-so joined. Steve left the group. So-and-so joined. <laughs> <laughs> and you that's know, when I knew. Somebody put out a tweet saying, how devastating is it now for us introverts where you don't have an excuse for not joining something? Where it's just like, oh, I'm busy. Oh, well, then we have Zoom. You're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mr. Board Game over here, I was like trying to get you excited the other day. I'm like, hey, man, I'm thinking about doing like a Cards Against Humanity game online. You're like, yeah, cool. Enjoy yourself. No, I would have. The thing is, you asked me if I was working. If I wasn't working, I would have done it because I don't know. I've never played Cards Against Humanity. And that's the game. Everyone, people play it so much that friends of mine had had to get new cards. I said, Jesus, are you kidding me? We've got some booster packs. Really? Well, yeah, you you start knowing after a while. I don't play it that much. Like, it's been a long time, so I could literally just play all of those again and laugh. But, yeah, if you're playing regularly, you're always taking it over. You're that guy that brings the board games over to your friend's house. Yeah, it's going to get a little old after a while. So you have to keep getting booster packs. I did. Now, see, that makes total... Because, you know what? I did have to get booster pa- booster packs for um, Apples to Apples. I was like, okay, we know all these. We have to kind of get a new thing. Because I was addicted to apples. to apples to Apples for so long, huh? I feel like I played that game. Is that a kid's game? It's... It's a grown-up game if you answer, like, as as you have more grown-ups in the room, your answers become very grown-up-y. <laughs> and so it's, it's, I got addicted to it, dude. It was like, this is a, the best game ever. And it's a fact of how well you know the other person. I don't know if you could play Cards Against Humanity. You don't cuss. Pro- Are there cussing on the cards? Profanity in Cards Against Humanity, sir. Lots of it. Well, it's against humanity. I get it. You know, but I could cuss. I have a word for every curse word. Nope. You would have to use the real word, or else it wouldn't. Yeah, I think that the judges could That's get you true. on that. They'd be like, judges. I... Nope. Sorry, Steve. You have to say it. Oh well, then I couldn't play. Oh my god. Really? I couldn't. You'd do be it. that guy. See, you and, and and you're also vegetarian. Do you know how much of a pain in the I ass am. you are? Oh, I'm very much. <laughs> I guess I that means all. Very SD. much. That <laughs> I think I just. I think I just. Uh, Offended all SDAs right now. Because no, no, you don't. None of y'all cussing. You're all vegetarians. So I'm like, 
Fuck all of you. That's terrible. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. No, it's it's a it's a um like the vegetarian thing. I think so many people are at this point that it's like a it's almost like an automated thing. Like if someone's like, I don't eat meat, I'm like, yeah, I, I imagined you didn't. Because it's a lot of people are going so much so that, you know, the Beyond Meat, that IPO was humongous, dude. Like if you had stock in Beyond Meat, you're well right now. You're good. <laughs> you're good. I don't mind vegetarians. You guys can eat whatever you want to eat as regularly as you want to eat it. It's just a, it's like, um, it's a pain in the ass if you're having like a barbecue or a dinner and you're inviting all your friends and you have that one friend, well, I'm vegetarian, so I won't come unless they're, you know, it's like, ah. Do you got those friends that say they won't come? I don't have friends, Steve, but I used to have friends. And when I did, I didn't like the vegetarians. That's not, dude, if you had a barbecue, like when this whole thing is over and you're like, I'm going to invite 30 people to my barbecue. You would not have a problem finding 30 people. It would be me and my family, some balloons, and my dogs. Oh, my. St- will you stop it, dude? You know, you know a lot of people. <laughs> I'm not that sociable. I don't want 30 people around me. Are you kidding me? That's like once a year kind of stuff for me. Well, then you're less sociable than I am, but online you must be more social. That's it. No, I'm more sociable than you are. Completely. Oh, that's not 100%. True. If I had a get-together, I would want more than... Like, if I had game night, I'd want a good, like, 10 there. Don't get me wrong. I could facilitate a game night. But I'm saying... You know, we've talked about this. We have uh, small circles that we run with, right? So you have to reach outside of the circle. And then it's a matter of uh, mixing the crowd. Because you don't want to offend anybody. Oh, it's too much. Like, I'm already stressing cool. out about it. Yeah, that's why I don't do this shit. I hate. No, I'm, you're totally right. Dude. I've always hated parties. I, don't get me wrong. I like going to parties. I've always hated having them. I'm like the nervous host. Can't sit still. Anyone comes over, even family, they come over. I'm always in the kitchen. What can I get you? I just can't sit still. I don't like no, it. No, because you want every. It's just like I remember when I had my surprise birthday party. Um, I was so worried about because so many people were there that didn't know each other that I had to make the rounds because I saw different people in their different corners. Yeah. And I was like, well, up, I got to make the round. And then after the birthday party, I'm like, geez, dude, that was a lot of work, man. Because, yeah. you know, they're not uh, most of them are going to stay in a group that they know. And some of them came with their boyfriend or girlfriend or wives or husbands. So they're not going to know anybody but them. And I'm like, oh, dude, I got to go around and make a round. How about that boyfriend or girlfriend that refuses to talk? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like, dude. Oh, you got your sure. boy. Let's just say it's your friend. And he brings his girl. Or vice versa, whatever. Any way you want to play this. But the the other one just will not talk. No matter how much you try to engage them, you start asking stupid questions because you're getting a little bit uncomfortable and they just won't bite. It's crazy. I don't people are just terrible like that sometimes. Oh no, that's no that I've met that person. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I went out of town with that person it doesn't one time la- and yeah, it shared doesn't a room. Last, it doesn't last. No, it didn't. <laughs> it did not last. That's what I'm saying. Normally it does not. It's just like either she's really pretty. Or there's just a thing that she does that tickles the fancy of your buddy. Yeah, I think it was the thing that she, yeah, doing that thing you do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sad. Oh, too soon? Sorry, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Boo. That's terrible. Stop it. But yeah, I I think that like for me, I I don't mind. Like a friend of mine was like, I said, hey, I'm going to have a game night. He said, hey, can I bring a buddy? I'm like, sure. He's like, yeah, he rubs people wrong sometimes. I said, no, then you can't bring <laughs> That's how the, That's his selling point, huh? Hey, let me He's bring like, this he guy. He pisses different. a lot of people off. Can I bring him? <laughs> but I was like, why would you think I, of all people, would want that person? Because, oh, because, you know, he, they, he probably thought I'm more open to, but like, no, if, they, if he rubs most people the wrong way, he's really going to rub me the wrong way. So no, 
No, no. And most of those people are like that rub people the wrong way are it's not because they're so progressive. No, they have some terrible opinions and they love to share them. And so now I'm like, no, 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 not right now. I can't do this. I'm not in the mode. Yeah, man. I got to get, but I'm going to get y'all over for game night. One of uh-huh. Days. Okay, sure. Gee, I was close to having one. Uh-huh. Sign me up. <laughs> Gee, listen. First of all, we I got to, I got to, rem- the thing is I have to keep in mind, mm-hmm. like I said, your nights that you don't work on the weekends, I got to keep that in mind and be like, okay, we're going to have a game night. We're going to have fun. We're going to do it whenever everyone can get together possibly. And it might just be one. I don't know. But we're gonna have a game night, Jay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be freaking out. We, apparently, we got. I gotta now put out the the thing that we can't do cards against humanity. I guess I did not know that. I have a hot take for you, Steve. Hit me with it. <laughs> this game night will never happen. You know what? If it was, you know, it's funny. If it was me, it probably wouldn't. But I can 100% guarantee it's going to happen. Because <laughs> I put it into the air with the wrong people. I think that this game won't happen in the year 2020. Oh, well, if the coronavirus, I don't think most people. Let's say that it gets lifted tomorrow, which is obviously impossible. But let's just say that it's not happening in 2020. Oh, dude, it will. That Normally, I'd go with you. Unfortunately, when you say it in front of the wrong people that are go-getters, it's happening. Like now my, if anything, my house is where it's happening, even if I'm not involved in planning it. My house is the place it's happening at then. So I'm like, well, it's happening. We obviously have some time. Let me turn this to the listeners real quick, if you don't mind. So oh, everyone that's like- listening right now, please mm-hmm. hit us up at Heroes of No, 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 better yet. Let's do a voicemail. I'll take the email, but let's do a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Just go to www.heroesofnoise.com and leave us a voicemail. Will this party happen? I just want to know. You've heard the show long enough. If you've been listening, long-time listener, is this party at Steve's house going to happen in 2020? Hit us up and let us know. I just want to know, Steve. I want to know what the people think. I'll tell you what I think, and I don't think it's going to happen. Here's the thing, though. You also wouldn't have thought that I went to a game night. Mm, no, that's a little more. That's a little easier for you because she can take you to that. But it wasn't anything you facilitated. It was me. I facilitated it. Now, I didn't make it happen, but it was at my friend's house, and I brought people to it. How shocking is that? When was this? About, remember the, uh, I told you about that game night. It was like in uh, January, February. I thought I told you about this game. No, Steve, you did not. Oh, no, but only, yeah, I brought. uh, um, That's awesome that you brought your friends to to a game night. Not friends. I brought, uh, uh, you know, I brought my special person. Uh Uh-huh. So you brought one person? Yeah. Okay, you just said you brought people. See, you're full of shit, Steve. Well, I mean, you I just said like, I brought. I people. brought my girl. I didn't want to do that. That's a, I hate hearing that because I was like, kind of thing. Dude. You say my bell. Trust me, saying my girl is going to be. Do just I really? <laughs> do I say that on podcast? Yeah, oh, I didn't notice. Bell? Yeah, you just, dude. What are you doing? You just you, you got verbal diarrhea today. You can't remember what you're saying. It's just coming out too fast. I'm, because it's so uh, like I, it's probably just like that's what I yeah that's probably just off the yeah. Huh. Are but you anyway, her Gaston? Yeah. I went to a game night, and the weird thing about this game night was <laughs> there were four it. there were four games going on at the same time. Wow, that's kind of that's like cool. a kind of games we talk about, Steve. Oh, so we did. <laughs> you had a group of people come over to a house at nighttime, okay. 
and like four different things are going on at the same time. We did have dirty. Uh, yeah, you did. I bet. Oh, dirty. What's that? Uh, dirty. What's that? Sanchez? one that you can't. S- Bruh, listen. <laughs> uh, we had. What's that one that you can't say the word? You have to make someone else say the word, but there's certain words you can't say. You're the game guy. I'm not sure. Um. Anyway, taboo. We had dirty taboo. We had Uno. I forgot how fun Uno is, but people get way too mad. Over people it. get all pissed I, off at Uno. Gee, I've never seen anything it's like so that. Fun. Come on! <laughs> Why are you always doing it to me? Because it's a fucking game, and that's what we're supposed to do. That's you're supposed suppo- to lose, and I'm supposed to win. Thank you. When you have one card, and I look at you a certain way, you know what card I'm putting down. Yeah. It's so fun. And then there now there's this white card that you could put anything on. You could just write something on it. Like you put it down and you could just write whatever you're like, okay, this is, you have to pick up whatever you have to do this. You have to, it's really fun. And so, uh, we, they played that. And then we played, I did, I, they tried to teach poker, but it was a travesty because no one really understood. They're like, okay, we can't learn this in a, no. Mm-mm. So, uh, but yeah, there was like four, four or five games going on at the same time. You just switch tables, uh, dominoes. Nobody wanted it with your boy. Nobody, nobody wants that trouble. <laughs> So nobody wants that trouble. But uh, why is poker always a big deal to people? I think it's rounders, bro. Don't get me wrong. Like if there's money at stake, I get it. But just in a party setting, maybe someone doesn't really know how to play that much. That is like golfing with people, like trying to learn how to golf with people that golf all the time. There's no patience. Yes, there is no. um, The only uh, I'd say the I'd say me teaching you how to golf would be easier than someone teaching me how to play poker. <laughs> I just remembered something right now. We went and played poker. Same kind of scenario. Good people, but they take their shit too seriously, right? It was their house. We were invited to their party. And uh, Gail had a few too many to drink. So we're sitting at the table. And uh, you know how they have to cut the cards? Oh, yes. So they passed it to her to cut the cards. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so she cut the cards. Yeah. Then she cut them again and again and oh, again boy. and again. And they're like, no. They just shut her the fuck down. <laughs> no. That is so. Now, when you I'm were like, playing, oh, did, God, did they use more than one deck or did they just use one deck? I'm pretty sure they would have had to use more than one deck. Okay. Yeah. I'm very, I'm because there's, there's I mean, plenty of people. So, yeah, they had to. I didn't know you knew how to play poker. Put it this way. I don't drop a lot of money on it. And I play it so few and far between that I have to sort of be reminded of how it all works. You know, I, you know it's funny. I know a trick of how to tell if somebody plays poker. When you sit at the table with them. When they're able to do little tricks with the chips, I'm like, okay, you guys are too. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the thing with the fingers. <laughs> yes. If they do random different tricks, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be at this table. You guys are just going to get in. Because they try. If I'm the only one that doesn't know, the other people will try to not be annoyed. And the person that's teaching me is busy teaching me. But the other people are like, all right, come on, dude. They're twisting their little chips. And I'm just like, you know what, guys? Why don't you guys go ahead and play this game or see me at the domino table? But I'm not going to do this guy because I really would have to sit down and learn how to play this game. Texas Hold'em. We got, I have to sit down and understand. Like when they're talking about the river, pass, go, throwing in their car. I'm like, oh, I can't. What? I don't know what this is. Gee. I don't know if you're going to relate to this or not, but you know who I am? I'm the guy that they're always going, big blind, man, big blind. What does that mean? Oh, don't ask me to explain this on here. But it's, um, there's big blind and little blind. And this guy. That's about where it stops for me. You get this. You get this little. I remember, if I remember correctly, you get this little white disc, 
and the big blind and fuck, what is it? Hold on a second. Give me just a quick second so I can at least explain it. So there's this little blind. See, blind. once upon a time, there was this little blind. Andrew's going to make stuff up. So big blind and little blind, you get these. I don't know exactly how it's done in every game, but I remember it being there's like this little white disc that said okay you're the big blind and then there's another one and you're the little blind and basically those are forced bets you have to bet when you're playing so little blind is a forced bet yeah let me and see big I, blind's a forced bet uh here we go tell you what i'll just let someone else explain this to you so yeah they're forced bets texas hold them in omaha says the reason for the blinds is that both of these games do not have an ante and the players could fold their hands without an investment in the game. The big blind is equal to the minimum bet and the small blind is half the big blind. The small blind is directly left of the dealer button. That's what I was talking about, the buttons. And the big blind is directly left of the small blind. I'm already lost, but it, basically it's just you have to bet. So, and, and, and so wait, wait, now this is something new for me. Mm-hmm. I did not know you were proficient in poker. Dude, I am not proficient in poker. Why do you always have to You're speak? You're kind of proficient. You always have to just get all hyperbole on me, dude. Hyper- hyperbolic? Hyperbolic. I was about to correct myself. Well, maybe. Oh, fucking Steve. <laughs> but I didn't know you were proficient. If I would have known, like when I say proficient, okay, let me change that. You can, you know your way, like you wouldn't be the one that's like, what do I do here? You know a little bit about poker. A little bit. But you just went from pretty impressive. a little bit, but you were just saying proficient. Well, it's the equivalent of me being able to go to another country and actually, you know, talk decently. I'd be like, I know how to say, where's the bus stop? Where's the grocery store? Are these apples good? Or I know how to do that. You're that in, in poker. You're decent. Okay. That's I always lose. incredible, dude. Are but you, how did you learn Are this? you decent if you always lose? Yes, you are. Because technically, loser people that aren't good normally win because they have no tells. I've heard. I, I will tell you, I'm a terrible poker player. I can get through a game, but again, I'm going to be the guy because you know the the big blind and little blind. That's what I was getting at. Is they get passed around in a clockwise fashion, right? But I'm yeah. always too busy. I should be paying attention to these kind of things. But I'm too busy chit chatting with someone next to me, and they're probably looking at my damn cards or whatever. But Actually, I guess they can't do that either. See, I don't know how to play fucking poker, Steve. <laughs> I don't. Anyone that's thing. listening right now goes, oh, yeah, Dan doesn't know how to play poker. I've watched about five. Oh, no, let me not be silly. Mm-hmm. I've watched four poker documentaries um, about the politics behind it. Congress, you know, what, how they work with the online poker companies or, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And none of this time did I ever think I should learn how to play this game. I just watched documentaries about how you know, the shutdown of online poker affected people's lives that made their living on it. And I'm just like, you know, I forgot. This isn't some mystery game on a TV. I could go in my room right now and learn how to play this game right now if I wanted to. But it just seems like this mystery. Oh my gosh, look at that. I remember one time I went to, um, have you been to Virginia City? No. Okay, Virginia City is, a, um, it's almost like, it's not a ghost town, but it's like when you go on a, uh, there's a motorcycle run and it goes through Virginia City. So you were on a motorcycle I went, run. I was, and I went through Virginia City. <laughs> I do not and, know you. I just don't know who you are. But go on, please. <laughs> and we went through Virginia City, and uh, there's a bar or a, a, a saloon, like the swinging door saloons. Automatically, I'm on. And go. you walked in. I did. And then skrr, and then the, the 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 record scratches. And so I walk in, and up against this wall is a card table that's kind of disheveled, 
but with glass over it so you can't you can't move this you know any of the cards or anything and i'm like hey what's the deal with this this um this card table with the glass over it she's like back in like i don't know what year this is called the dead man's hand this is the last hand a person played before someone came in with their pistols and shot him and so we just glassed over the case i was like that is the most eerie thing i've heard (laughs) today they're like, yeah, we just never moved the cards. Every All the cards are still there. It's been there since 1700, 1800s or whatever. Is there any blood splatter or anything? There's nothing like that. But all of the, this whole town has been there since like the gold rush. And before then, when they used to, they're like right in that street right there, they used to have duels. I was like, in in Nevada? That was like, wait, yeah, no, that makes sense. I was like, really? They're like, yeah, right out there. And they, you know, they take you around like this is history you're walking through. And so I was like, okay, this game that has been around for all these ages and caused deaths to certain people because they won or lost, I should know more about it. I should at least, it's like, it's one of those things, it's like learning to swim. It's something that would be like, do you know how to play poker? Well, yeah. Do you know how to play dominoes? Of course. Do you know how to play that? Of course. I should know how to play poker, Jay. I feel like I should too, but if you don't play it enough or you're not around people that play it, then how are you really going to? I mean, unless you just, well, okay. I just answered my own question earlier. I'm about to, because there are books on it. Matter of fact, a guy I used to work with, total dick, but he was very, very good at poker. And he, everything he did, like he, he used poker so hard that it just was in every aspect of his life. Like he would try to sit there and look for the tells he was in management and he would try to look for the, t- yeah. Uh, anyway, this dude was anyway, <laughs> don't, I don't, I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it pleasant. Yes, yes, but yes. um, yeah, you just, he always thought he knew everything about whoever he was talking to because it all comes down to poker. He was kind of a douche. He sounds like it. And especially since like now you don't need books. You literally can just download an online poker game and not play against anyone but the computer and learn how to play. It'll walk you through it. Be like, this is what this is. This means that. And like within a month or so, you're like, oh, I know how to play this game now. I am decent at this game. If you just want to get on your phone and just learn it. That's how my a few of my friends learn chess. Um, my son wanted to teach me chess, but he's really, really, really like chess club good. So he's like, nah, you probably want someone else to teach you. Yeah, I don't know how to play that either. You know, play, uh, you seem like a chess person to me too. So not. I'm just not a games kind of person, to be honest with you. No dominoes? Again, dominoes is something like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember. And then I'm fine. Because we used to play the shit out of dominoes back in the day. Yes, dude, we should have a Dominici night. Let's do that. At your house. Or speed. (laughs) Speed I'm good at, too. You want to take speed? Yeah, I love it. Can't wait. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Speed on speed. Do you remember how to play speed or no? Mm, No, I've played it, but I don't really remember how it goes. I, I'm just yeah. really honestly, this conversation won't go far because card games really aren't my joint. What are board games are your joint? Oh God. Like Man, you seem like such the game night guy. Dude, I'm really not. I like them. <laughs> but I'm no no no, don't get me wrong. I'm the guy that will come and I'll play and everything. I'll have to learn the rules, but I'm not the I'm not in the board game store or the you know, it's more like a tabletop thing now. Tabletop games is what they're calling. That is totally that's totally fair. I, I think for me I love after doing that first, that was my first game night ever. Mm-hmm. I'd never gone to a game night. I was like, I love this. And then when I went to that murder mystery, I was like, I love that. And I think those two things are two things that I'm like, I will go out of my way to do those things. I'm really still surprised that you walked into a saloon with swinging doors when you won't go to Clovis. 
Well, you know what? It was less racist than Clovis. And it's not close. Like, literally, the woman came. When I was looking at the card game, she's like, or the card table, she's like, um, uh, I was like, what is this? She walked up to me. She's like, interesting, huh? I was like, I don't know the story behind this. Can you explain? She's like, sure. And she just, like, literally, you know, I was like, oh, this is fun. And then, you know, it was just, it's way, you know, that's out of my element. But when I'm in, when I'm in like a, a different, just like when I went to the Avenue of the Giants, I talk to every, the Bigfoot owners. I'm one of those people that are just like, this is an interesting place. I'm talking to everyone because I got to know what's going on here. I have to. Now, once they'd be like, well, the niggers came on in a force. I'd be like, okay, we don't need to. <laughs> once upon a time. And so I was like, oh, but other than that, it's just like talking to interesting people. And maybe, maybe I'm neglecting the interesting people in California. The only interesting people I talk to in California, I mean, well, I talk to interesting people, but I don't really, there's nothing that I'm just like, wow, I didn't know anything about, about this. Like I said, I had to drive seven hours to get someone to be like, oh, I love talking to these Bigfoot people. They're serious. But what yeah. do they call that? Crypt- cryptology or something like that? You know what I'm talking about? Cryptidology? Uh, cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're into that cryptid shit, huh? Mind you, they had me believing by the time I left. <laughs> of course. Of course they did. Of course, like, there's a big more. furry man that's walking in the hills that's been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. He's got okay, biblical, he, he ages biblically. You know what I mean? You know how like you and I know you you can tell me this because I don't know. But apparently in the Bible there was someone that lived like nine hundred years. Yes. What, what is what is all this about? Well, you know, here's the thing: there are big feet. There's like a plethora of these things, mm-hmm. and when you go to the Avenue of the Giants and you're like, you see these humongous trees, and they're like, now look in the distance, and it's a forest of millions of acres of these and they're like yeah every one of those things are this big i'm like well yeah i could hide out there for a hundred years no problem you would never find me g ever find me in this in these you just wouldn't you just wouldn't dude there's so much information coming at me right now with you that i don't even know where to oh no i don't the thing is i'm not saying that it's true but what i will say is if i was in the avenue of the giants and I saw that thing, I'd be like, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. I'd be like, oh, well, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I feel you. Yeah. I'd be like, what are you going to do? But when I see it, I'll believe it. But I wouldn't tell anybody I saw it because I'd be like, I know how ridiculous that makes me look because I talked to people that told me about, but yeah, they were just like, what do you think? We just made this whole store for something we don't believe in. I'm like, that is a fair point. Sure do. (laughs) Sure do. Roadside <laughs> store, tourist town. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. 100%. I don't know, man. I, I just, I was like, you know, that's a good point. And I'm like, yeah, let me buy one of your little gizmos, your little Bigfoot gizmos. Sucker. I would, I would go, you know, I want to go again. And had I known I was like an hour and a half from Oregon, I would have just kept on driving and been like, oh, let me go to Oregon. I, but yeah, I would totally go again. I guess that's big in Washington too, because when I flew into Seattle, I was hanging out in the airport for a little bit, and they have cool shops in there. And yeah. uh, but it was very Bigfoot themed. There's lots of Bigfoot stuff there, or Sasquatch. So I mean, Is it makes it, sense. In Washington? Was, yeah. In, Why were you in Washington again? I was flying in from Chicago. Look at this big money cat. <laughs> yeah, I had a layover. That makes me fancy. Have you seen Willow Creek by Bobcat Goldthwait? No. 
<laughs> Probably because it's got Bobcat Goldthwait in it, to be honest with you. I'm not hating on the guy. It's just not my thing. He directed it. Okay. Um, and it's about <laughs> Bigfoot, but it's a good Bigfoot movie. It's actually good. Was is it is it Harry and the Hendersons good? Oh, that bro, you can't say that, man, because that really. Um, you guys want to cry? Yeah, dude, I love watch that Harry movie, and the Hendersons. Man. Oh, that Have part. You seen- Remember when yeah. John Lithgow is telling him to go, just go, and he won't go. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like trying to like. It was I, so sad. And then he hits dude. him. Oh my! And God. then he and that face, like they mm-hmm. did the old school mechanical like face wasn't that the same dude that did predator the the actual person in the suit i'm not entirely sure i don't know but back in the day i knew that there was like one dude that did a grip but yeah um like uh bobcat did this movie years ago have you heard of sleeping dogs lie i have heard of it have not seen it dan do you know what the gist of it is no So, this girl, right? Oh, I'm ruining it for you because I didn't know what it was about. I just saw Bobcat direct. It's okay. You're coming like, with the information today. Please, ruin oh, away. Oh, Dan. When did Dan. this movie come out? It came out in, well, let me look it up, Ooh, 2006. So, yeah, I think it's fair to go ahead and ruin it. Okay. I wish you could do the first time viewing of this. Anyway, so this woman, she's lonely, right? Mm-hmm. And she notices that her dog is licking this peanut butter. Oh, no. Yeah, so she puts peanut butter. Uh huh. Where, Steve? Down south, mm-hmm. like on her knees. No, on her uh-huh. vagina. Or what? I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear you. Vagina. Vagina. And so <laughs> it 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 it. Pans I tried, everybody. Sh- I tried <laughs> just to show her face in ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And so later on, she gets a boyfriend, and they're both saying. Hey, we need to be honest with each other. And the whole movie is, do I tell him I did this? And she does. And it's the fallout of the dude being like, you did what? (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's called Sleeping Dolls. It's pretty much like, you don't have to tell your That's a great title. That's a fantastic title. Now that I know the premise. Oh, dude. When And I was like, yeah, you don't have to tell your person everything. Some things you just leave in the path. But she's like, I want to be open and honest with this person that I love. And because he kept on saying, I love you regardless of anything. What did you sleep with? Did you have a, a threesome? Did you have some sort of orgy? Anything, I'm with you. But when she says that, he tries to stay with her. But in the back of his mind, he's like, what kind of person? And he tries to wrap his head around, like, are you just a sicko? No, I was just curious. He's like, of what a dog would do. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? This is fair. This is like chasing Amy dot two, like 2.0. And Bobcat just went all the way there. And I was like, oh, I love this. I love Now I do want this. to watch this movie. It's unfortunate because it just, what it does is it reinforces a person's thought of, don't, not every person you love needs to know everything. Sometimes it's just better left in the past, dude. All right, here's a scenario. Yes. You're having a heart-to-heart with your bell. Okay? Just talking. But you're like, tonight, we're just going to let each other know every freaky thing we've ever done. And then you find out, like, she's all, okay, well, I did this or whatever. And you're like, that's totally tame. That's not even freaky. Like, in your head, you're thinking this. You know what I mean? Like, that's, oh, wow. 
very yeah. conservative. And she's, you know, but other than that, really nothing. And you're like, okay, that was pretty safe. She's all, but this one time, the one time in college, and then she gives you that scenario. What do you do? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Just, it was just one time. I couldn't deal with it. Yeah, I already knew the answer If to that. Gail told you that, what, it, you can't divorce her now. But if she told <laughs> you, like, I did that, wouldn't you be like, look at her differently a little bit? Yeah, I'm sure I would. But, but you're there now. It's over. I would just be like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, I, I, you're going to say that. I don't know. I was trying to think of something, but there's just nothing I could really say. But you would just classic. be like, you'd have to take a good month to actually digest. And how long before you never think about it again? Probably never. Yeah. Have you ever had anything close to that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. Oh, I have. That probably should. You know, in other words, they should have let sleeping dogs lie. Have you ever had anyone tell you something like that? That was a significant other? I know. I know for a fact. uh, um, 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 You know what? No, not necessarily that. But I was dating someone and they took off their clothes. And their ex was tattooed from their sternum all the way around their back. <laughs> no. The name yeah. or? or? The, her, his name. Uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but stop with the names. <laughs> stop with the name tattoos. <laughs> Gee, it was humongous around. I was like, she's like, does it bother you? Yeah. I'm like, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, a hair. Yeah. Every time you're nude, I'm going to, or every time you have a bikini on. I'm going to say this, see this monstrous tattoo of Jerome on your freaking sternum. <laughs> Jerome left an impression. <laughs> That's what I'd be thinking. Like, damn. Gee. Like, and this, what did Jerome know, do that? Uh, and it's always like, well, he asked me to. And I'm like, you know, maybe it was a, and I was like, was it abuse? No, but he really wanted his name on me. I'm like, I mean. I, That's fucking weird. That's weird and territorial. Even if both parties are down with it. It just seems so weird and territorial to me. It's a very... Would you get Gail's name? Hell no. Really? No. And I wouldn't want her to get my name. So if she went and got came back with a Dan tattoo, you'd say something. You'd be like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Well, at that point, what are you supposed to do? You, you know, you have to say, hey. <laughs> but now you Thanks. have to do it, though. I would get a portrait before I would get a name. Really? Mm-hmm. Why, why is it different? I guess it's really not. It's worse for a I just don't like words on my body. I'm not judging people that have word tattoos. I'm just saying it's not for me. But a name, it just, you know what it is? It's like hickeys. Oh. I'm not judging yeah. people that still like hickeys. They they exist. They're out there. They're Ain't like nothing wrong with a hickey. Your culture. In your culture, they're big, G. You're, that's racist. It's true. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the deal with, with hickeys. If you walk in uh-huh. to work, like you didn't have it, then you walk into work the next day and you got a hickey. I'm like, hey, look at you. If, we, if we're on terms <laughs> like that, I'm like, good on you. We had a little fun yeah, last night. Sure. But, okay, fuck it. I'll just take it to that demographic. If I'm walking into like, say, I don't know, uh, Jack in the Box. Let's just say Jack in the Box. I'm going to say Taco Bell, but that seemed racist too. You walk into a Jack in the Box and, you, and the lady behind the counter is full of them like a leopard. That's pretty nasty. 
That is, and it's funny because it's it it just makes me feel like should you be making my food? Well, here's yeah. Well, here's the deal. I'm not even blaming it on that person. I guess you have to because they're allowing this to happen. Yes, but maybe it felt good. I don't know. <laughs> but who's uh, the person that's like I'm going to completely mark you up like you're like you have AIDS or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna, yeah, it's, I'm it's just going to give you a thing. bunch of bruises all over your your neck and and chest. I would and then you so got to go mad. to work. I don't. I, it's weird. I, I I would be so upset if if like if I got a hickey, I'd be like, "Why did you do that?" I don't understand it at all. But yeah, you're right. It's kind of like, but the tattoo. I would even say a tattoo is way better than a hickey. Like if I saw a tattoo on someone's neck, I'd be like, "Oh, that's dope." Hickey, it makes me feel different. But tattoo, I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty dope." Yeah, it's not for me to do that, but. I've no. appreciated some pretty cool like neck tattoos, face tattoos, not so much. Oh, but again, I feel and again, I feel like I'm shaming. You know what I'm saying? It's just no, not my jam. I think a face tattoo is you saying I am going to do my own thing for my life. I'm going to be a either self-employed, yeah. work at a tattoo shop, mm-hmm. or something, or go to a very, very open and liberal work environment. Like I could imagine some around the corner uh, independent beer brewer. That was like, oh, we love that. This is exactly what we want. We want, just come on in. If you do a good, if you're in one of those, you could totally, you know, that's not even a problem at all. Will you get a job at the front desk of a law firm? Who cares? Because most of them are douches anyway. But no, you're just deciding I'm not going to swing that way. I'm just not going to do it. Post Malone made it work for him. You could say, oh, yeah, 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 you want, but this motherfucker's touring the world. Yeah, but that's all you. That's what he has to do. That's, that's okay. true. Same with same with Lil Wayne. Uh, Lil Wayne made it work before a lot of people yeah. made it work, and so it's like, well, you could do that, but and if you could wrap your your tail off, it helps. Post Malone cannot, but if you could wrap your tail off, it definitely aids in the in your plight for sure. No question. You know what's funny? What's Speaking that? of breweries, I was watching a documentary on wine. And I was like, oh, this is a weird name of a documentary on wine. And they're like, yeah. So anyway, people make fun of us because, I mean, this is a weird name for an area in Paso Robles that have. I was like, this is in Paso? What's the name of the winery? I forgot. No, it's not the name of the wine vineyard. It's the area. Like, you know how they say Napa Valley? Yeah. Paso has like an area called the something. Wow, that's controversial. (laughs) that's all right you're telling stories like me now you get halfway through it and you're like i don't even have an ending for you maybe oh tin city tin t-i-n tin t-i-n city i was like tin city oh i want to know these microbrew or the the, these wine people that are doing it on their own and they're like here in paso we get a lot of weird look i'm like whoa 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 whoa. and there's a series of paso it's called tin city and he's like, yeah, it's a series of Paso places that like, yeah, we're all doing it on our own. We're going to be the next Napa Valley. And I said, you know what? You totally can. Is the tin coming from like their distilleries or whatever? They, you know what I mean? Like their equipment? Is that what they oh, mean by man, tin city? Be, I didn't finish it because I'm only like 15 minutes in. You totally might be right. That would make sense, right? Dude, I, it has to be right. At least at this right? point, it makes sense to me. But it you know what? Right? Here's another take. I don't really think that's so weird, Tin City. What's so weird about that? Because the thing is, Tin City, like, it's not the name's not weird. It's the fact that um, people obviously are looking at them weird because they're like, we're these different sort of, 
you know, breweries in the outskirts of Paso Robles and we're trying to go up against the behemoths and everybody's looking at us like, <laughs> you silly goose, but dude, they're making a play. And oddly enough, the weather is perfect and they're actually making a solid play. And so now there's just popping up these different wine makers are popping up and like this one dude is like maybe 30 something and he's doing it. And I'm like, this is really cool, man. And it's right around the corner. Cause I, I literally, I thought it was going to be like in Italy or something like, okay, let's see what this is all about. And they're like, yeah, Paso Robles, man. It's a weird place to start. Right. And it's just a group of people in 10 city. Who knew? Paso's just far enough away to where if you want to go wine tasting and you're like me, you don't spit it back into the little, you know, terracotta pot. You, you can't yes. drive back. You have to have someone take you. Or you can spit. I mean, I would spit it out. No, I'm sure you're supposed to. Not me. <laughs> I just go. In really? There, hey, what's this? They're like, oh, this is a uh, 93. I'm like, yeah. Look, 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 look. Thank you, sir. They're like, me <laughs> <laughs> have you have you been wine tasting before? Yeah, I've been several. How'd times. you like it? Uh, it's fine. It's not my thing. It's fine. It'll. It's a good way to pass an afternoon. But I'm really not into wine. To like like that. And like I said, going into places like that, it's just a little. Uh, snooty to me well a big thing is um i think sideways had a huge impact on the wine business like they said that merlot sales went down something odd percent because of something he said in the movie yeah because it's just common knowledge oh since he said merlot but it's obviously it's not true but he says it just in the movie as an offhand comment and so i think a lot of people watched that and said oh i want to get into that and learn how to you know um you know, taste wine and yeah. find out where it's from. And I'm like, that's, you know, when you watch these things on the, uh, on the sommeliers, they, they don't, that's a gift, dude. When you could taste something and be like, oh, this is from Italy, from the fields of whatever. I'm like, that is not something you just do. No, no doubt. It's a talent. <laughs> that is a talent. And people just offhand will be like, mm, this is a good Pinot. Is it a good Pinot, G? Is it? Because of all the, that's me. I just hate when they're like, Mm. Oh, it's so fucking gross. <laughs> it's so gross. I taste uh, really? essences of leather and oak. And uh, I'm like, I got something for you to taste. Shut up and drink your water. Hey, you know, it's funny. I actually agitated the bell recently. You know how the thing that uh, you don't have, like you're just in lovey-dovey mode, but all of a sudden things get normal and there's a thing that agitates the other person? I'm sure I've experienced it, but yeah, what, what are you talking about? So I was eating a normal day eating dinner together. Oh, okay. And she was like, oh, I said, what? She's like, the way you bite on your fork. <laughs> Maybe she has misophonia. <laughs> what is misophonia? I, I think I'm saying that correctly, but being that I'm not. Uh... I know Two Live Crew had misohornia. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seriously. Miso. All right. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was that we're out. So misophonia. I wanted to make sure that I was saying it correctly. Yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's misophonia. It says, uh, hatred of sound. I know someone that has this. And really? she can't get down with people chewing. Really? Mm-hmm. And what's odd is just recently 
I kind of experienced that myself. Oh, it was an oh, isolated right, incident. I'm no, it's just an I'm isolated listening. incident. No, it okay. was just people were chewing, and it was just like I don't know really? why the sound is getting to me today. It was kind of grossing me out. But it's is not. That? It was just like a night. But then it just went away. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe I was grouchy. I wasn't grouchy. It didn't piss me off or anything. It was just. It just. I just. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was really, really strange. But well, people live that- like this every day. They can't I get on trains, you know, to go to work because people are sipping their coffee and I guess newspapers are, start, are starting to kind of go by the wayside. But you know what I mean? Like the sounds of, of paper crinkling or glasses. That is so interesting. And that's even the, table. the sound of the train. If you're on the train, the train's making sound. Yeah, it sounds like a hellish thing. Yeah, I wouldn't like this. For me, it's like I, I, I don't mind. I think the only thing I don't like as far as sounds is when someone's unscrewing a um like a a metal top off of glass that's oh dude i have to leave the room i cannot or when they're screwing it back on that's oh i'm just like i can't it's like the wall the chalkboard thing for me i cannot deal with it at all dude trying to think of a sound that really annoys me because again that was an isolated incident but there's nothing Mm. like like not even chalkboard or screen nothing like that no i mean that yeah, kind of. Like, I get the nails on the chalkboard thing, but it's not that bad to me. Uh, maybe a, a fork scraping the plate. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would do it. Like, that's fucking weird. Get out of here. Gee, <laughs> no, I'm laughing because I think you and her are like the, the same person. But it was the fork hitting your teeth? Is that what it was? No, it's me. When I eat food, uh-huh. I get the food off the fork by scraping my teeth off the fork. Ooh, you know what? Just dis- really? I don't know why. <laughs> maybe I didn't catch it the first time you said that, or you maybe you just got yeah. a little more graphic with it. But yeah, I, I don't just, think I'd like that I either. I bite the fork and go like, Shing. why would you bite like, the fork, Steve? I've always like you just scrape it off with your teeth instead of your mouth. You got a lot of weird things going on with your mouth. You know that? I thought that was a normal thing. No, and neither is cleaning off your silverware with spit. Sorry to, That's to normal. sorry to bring it back, but that is not normal. That is totally normal, dude. You don't. So, what do you clean your silverware when you're at, when you're at a restaurant? What do you do? Um, honestly, if it was bugging me out that much, I would probably go to the restroom. Or, <laughs> yeah, I think I would. I think I'd go to the restroom. I, obviously, I'm going to keep the fork clean once I'm done doing what I'm doing. But I think I would actually yeah. wipe like hand soap. You would bring hand soap back to the table? No, I would just sanitize it with hand soap. I know you're you in a restroom. Take I, the silver. Yeah, you take the I've never done this. You're just asking me a question and oh, I'm okay. like processing. Um, See? No, you know what I think I would do? Huh. I think I'd go, hey, can I get another fork? <laughs> there you go. Okay, but all the forks are this. They have bacteria on them naturally. So I would, if I bothered off. me that much, I would say, listen, can you please give me a clean fork? No, I'm not saying, but no matter how clean it is, I know in my brain that there is stuff on it that I cannot yeah, see. Yeah, just like everything. Exactly. But if I wipe it off, it's now my stuff on it that I cannot no, see. No, it's your stuff combined with whoever's. Yeah, but a lot of it is my stuff. Yeah, I think you're just saying that to make yourself feel better. You know what? I should just bring rubbing alcohol. It's kind of funny that you say that because after all this is said and done, is that going to be our new normal? Uh, well, Fauci came out this last week and said, don't think of pre-coronavirus. There is never going to be a pre-coronavirus. We know that now. It is only going to be post-coronavirus. Yeah, I heard Things him about Things are never going to go back to the same. That's scary. But he's, it's not a big deal. It's not, 
don't be scared of that. But things are going to change in life now that this thing exists. So I'm like, that, that's totally fair. And a lot of people are saying that we are not going to be going to work or we shouldn't be going to work until there's a vaccine. Because if you do flatten the curve and then one person goes to work, it starts all over again if one person has it. It just starts flowing. So we might be, people might be working from home for a while and that might be the new normal. 18 like months, when, man. Dude. And if people are going, like doing, they get into a groove and then all of a sudden your job is like, all right, we want you to work from the office. Be like, you mean that thing that I've been doing efficiently from my house? You want me to go in for, why? And that's a perfectly decent question. <laughs> like, why do you need me? So I can see you. I don't need to see you. Zoom me if you need to see. Things are going to stay at home now. Because you have proven that we can work efficiently from another place. And so I think that's going to be, and also it can solve a lot of problems with office rent. A lot of these companies aren't going to have to pay rent for space a lot of times. They're like, well, they're working from home now. Yeah. So pre-corona. We needed storage space. Now we have storage space. Listen, G. G, I think things are changing. Things are really going to change. Some of it for the better. Some of it uh, for the, you know, not so good because a lot of people are losing family members, but... Um, a lot of things will be hopefully the next time around. Cause look at, um, uh, look at, um, uh, who was it? Oh, Wimbledon. You hear what Wimbledon has been doing this whole time? What's that? Paying $2 million a year or so in pandemic insurance. Really? <laughs> just in case, huh? Just I bet you people case. were saying that too. Oh, just in case, huh? Okay. Oh, this is going to happen. Okay. And I the pandemic. Their science advisors were like, listen, it's not a matter of if. Someday it's going to and they're going to be losing money. So we need ins- Now, whoever is footing the bill, whoever was getting that insurance money is like, oh, cool. Pandemic insurance. Now they're like, on it. Now we got to pay for all their lost money through this time. <laughs> Dang. How much is Wimbledon getting now? For not having anything happening. That's so crazy. Gee, so yeah, a lot of people already saw this coming around the, the 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 building, but yeah, man, I'm I'm very interested in um, you know, like uh, how long is it going to take for you to actually have a full schedule? I'm saying after this is all done, how many people are going to feel comfortable? I don't know coming man. to your area for a while, dude. Break? I went home yesterday because I walked into work and they're like, "Oh, we didn't even know you were coming in because there's nothing to do." I did one exam yesterday, and I'm like. I don't want to be here. I've got vacation time I can use. I just don't want to sit here anymore because I have to do that all weekend. Tonight yeah, through and it's Sunday, ground zero. I'm going to go and sit in ground zero and do yes. nothing. And again, exactly. I've said this every single time. I don't want to sound ungrateful for having a job, but that is a very small room and you just sit there <laughs> for fucking eight hours. It is the longest thing ever. And uh, a supervisor doesn't allow us to, I, again, this is like some seriously spoiled people shit. Yeah, totally. Oh, no, but no, no, we can yeah. sit in the room, right? We we can't watch anything. We can't like, wait, 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 we wait. We can't wait. use our phones start? to watch Netflix or something. When did this start? Oh, it's always been there. Oh. He's always like, I know, listen, uh, just, just a little, he's always cool about it. And I give him props for that. But you know he'll have the full conversation with everyone and everything, and then at the very end, that's his that's his move. He goes, "But why? Look, I, know I just uh, you know, we just we can't we can't have this here. It's just a little, little friendly reminder. We can't have you watching things. You know, it's just because you know the patience. I'm like, what patience? 
That's what I'm thinking. What patients? So, there are no yeah, patients well, here. That's why I had is, said phone out in the first place is because there's no patients and I'm sitting here I, losing mine. Well, I, what I would do is I would actually, um, well, my, now might not be the best time, but eventually I would talk to whoever the new person is that takes that space and say, do we have a, do we have proof, some sort of scientific data that shows that patients are less apt to trust us if they see us watching a movie before they start the exam? Do we have proof of that? Well, no, but someone thought exactly. You thought. I think what he's doing is preventing a widespread epidemic of this, if you will. Sorry to use that word, but you know what I mean? Like, well, then this department's going to start doing it, and that department's going to start doing it. And pretty soon, once this is all over and said and done, and we actually have work, they're going to be sitting around on their phones. I get that because I've been a supervisor, but these, these are different times. They're totally, and also go to the nursing floors. There is literally nothing coming through. I'm happy about that because we always freak out every time we get a COVID patient. But yeah, but you know when we do, we spring into action and we do our thing, and then we're done. But at, then it's just like, okay, go ahead and go back to sitting. So I guess I'm bringing books. I'm reading Doctor Sleep right now, so I guess I have something to do this weekend. I saw that. Yeah. I saw. Well, before we get into that, I know you wanted to get your um, do your fame, dude. I wish I miss our song where you do the pause. Oh, so funny, dude. Guess what I had queued up. Shut up. I swear I did. Why not? You what know, are the chances of that? I don't know, Steve. We're just on a wavelength. But real quick, I wanted to read something to you since we're talking about this shit. Um, so Amanda Albers, one of our listeners and friend of mine, had sent a, a – you would have seen this, but it's in the chat group. And what it is, it's a book from Dean <laughs> Koontz called The Eyes of Darkness, okay? Yes. And yes. it was publication – let's see. Publication date is May 10th, 1981. So she's got some underlined – sentences here it -hmm. says uh they call the stuff wuhan 400 because it was developed at their rdna labs sorry i'm kind of like hold on a second now i can read everything there we go all right there we go so it says uh is developed in their rdna labs outside the city of wuhan and it was the 400 viable strain of man-made microorganisms created at the wuhan 400 that's one thing she circled or underlined and then it says uh here we go check this out In around 2020, okay, this was written in 1981, in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. And then it just kind of goes on and on. But it says, uh, almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, attack again 10 years later, and blah, 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 blah. But still, that's pretty crazy, right? That is pretty crazy. That's funny. Dean Koontz, man, he's he's a prophet. You know what I think every time I hear Wuhan? What's that? I got you all in check. Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> when I step up to the mic, never disrespect. Wuhan. Got you all in check. Every time I hear it, I'm like, Wuhan. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. And now I will always hear that too. <laughs> all right. You ready to get down to business, bro? All right, let's do it. Hey, listen to this shit. Old school, welcome to Heroes of Noise, episode 106. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I got something to say. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. That is Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, your buddy, at Dan Q Public, and Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. 
All of this is available at www.heroesofnoise.com. That's where you go to leave the voicemails and subscribe to the show, see what our other friends are doing, check out our other show, The Word. That's still, it's still there. We're just not doing any more of it. But check it out. It's there. It's a fun little place to be. Other than that, we're going to keep it short. Uh, I will say, uh, Patreon is suspended, but if you just can't get enough of your boys, you need to go over to Heroes of Noise podcast. And then, uh, I don't even have a link there. You actually don't go there. Go to Facebook instead and do the Heroes of Noise podcast community, okay? I will admit, I've been busy, been kind of sleeping a little bit on it, but we'll be back soon. So yeah, do that. Other than that, let's, let's, get, up. let's get back to business here. You know what, Steve? Not my best. I was a little rusty with that. That was one. really good. What are you talking about? Haven't used that one for a while. I missed that song. I, I love that. It's good shit. I love that. Uh, a couple things real quick, Steve. I was on a podcast yes. recently. Just came out this week. Nice. My buddy Joe Stark of Starkcast had me on there, and we talked for about three and a half hours. So if you guys want to hear that, the latest episode of Starkcast, I will put a link in the show notes. And please give a subscribe to my buddy Joe Stark. It's a fantastic show. Great conversationalist. And Joe knows a lot about everything. So it's really interesting to listen to. It has nothing to do with me because it was way better than before I got on there. But anyway, yeah, check that one out. And then, uh, I don't know if you want to do this or not, Steve. I had uh, solicited our listeners for a possible Patreon-style show where they ask us questions, okay? We've talked about this somewhat. I decided to pull the trigger on that one there. And we got some... We got some questions. We didn't get a lot of questions. So, at this point, we can choose to do one of two things. We can just read the questions and maybe start the trend. Or we could wait until we get more questions, but we may not let's, get more questions. Let's do the questions. Let's do it. Yeah, because you know what? I'm not feeling confident. If we don't get a lot of questions, then it's all for naught, right? Yes. All right. Well, let's do this here. Let's see. Do you want to go Do you want to go um, audio, or do you want me just to read these first? Read first. All right. I guess we're already audio, huh? I don't know what's wrong with me today. <laughs> <laughs> I hear everything. I wonder if people just go, God, Dan can't fucking talk. I mean, he, he's okay. No, not Voice at is all. all right. Not at all. I but boy, you. he says a lot of dumb shit. All right. So first one came in from Adam, our friend Adam Templeman, the Great White North. Says, uh, hey, guys, I have one for each of you. This one's for you, Steve. Says, uh, Steve, as a vegetarian diet follower, how do you feel about the more restrictive variations like, is it Jane vegetarians? J-A-I-N? J-A-I-N? Yeah. Let me find out what that means. I don't want to sound dumb because I don't know what that is. A Jane vegetarian is... The standard... In addition to me, Jane cannot eat eggs, gelatin, or even anything that grows underground. Would you say it's Jane? Huh? Would you say that it's Jane? I'm I'm saying it correctly? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Jane vegetarians, when they say that, you can't even eat... Anything that grows underground, including potatoes, onions, and garlic. Yeah. I would think that, first of all, more power to them if that's what they want to do. I think that that is a, I don't think that that's a a good idea for most. But that's off the top of my head. But if there's more to the question. Why is that? Only because you're now restricting yourself to such a diet that no matter, um, it's not about eating anymore and enjoying the food. It's about proving a point. Now you're just trying to prove. Yeah, see, again, pain in the ass vegetarians. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's a Jane vegetarian. Me, I can eat most everything, but the Jane vegetarian... Now, if they come up and tell me it's because... um, If they tell me that there's a reason behind it, 
I can totally be like, okay, well, well, tell me more. Did she put up a fight? You better be allergic or I'm just going to judge you. Well, um, hold on. Let me see. Uh, Jainism is a religion founded on nonviolence. Oh, that makes sense. I get it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not and surprising. That's directed toward everything. People, animal, plants, and even insects. They'll go, and I'm almost that. Mind you, you know me. I will save a roach and take it outside. I've I'm seen it happen, person. folks. Yes. So I cannot, I get what they're, where they're going. But if you take it to this, to the logical step, number one, you're almost a monk, which is fine. But number two, that means you can't even walk down this. How do you jog? How can you jog? You might inhale a bug. You might step on a bug. There's a lot of things that you might do. How do you make things enjoyable about life if you're if you're trying to do this? And it and it looks like the only reason you do it is because you're part of this religious uh, culture. Sorry to get tangential, but you know the average person swallows eight spiders in their lifetime. You think that fucks with their head a little bit? Um. Does it fuck with your head? No, not at all. Just a, a bit. It just had to happen. It's just nature, right? Circle of life kind it's of stuff. It's nature. I, I would imagine if I, the, the only way you're probably swallow spiders is if you're running and there, there are spiders that kind of set adrift on the wind and you might swallow them that way. What about when you're sleeping and your mouth's open and one just drops down? You've never experienced a, a spider just dropping down and you have to kind of like uh, brush it away. Yeah, but I, I heard that that was a myth that when you're sleeping, spiders don't go into your mouth. Very, very rarely does that happen. Where did you hear this? I remember, you know how you were like, oh, you know, watch. I think it's Snopes. So I think it's Snopes that debunked it. Following myth. Hold on. I think. I don't believe it. You think that is for sure the, the truth? Oh, there we go. Scientific American. It might be true. Fact or fiction. People swallow the average of eight spiders a year while they sleep. This is gonna be Oh, I said in their lifetime. That's a year? Yes. That's a lot of spiders, G. Not really. Like when you're 40, you've already swallowed 320 spiders. <laughs> That's a lot of spiders. Uh oh, they said it's highly unlikely that a spider will ever in your life end up in your mouth unless you purposefully make it happen. I don't know. I don't like that. That just sounds like somebody brushing it off. I mean, uh, there well, is a thing. A spider yeah. could literally just come down from the ceiling, on a web, and just land in your mouth. It's possible. <laughs> and then when it's there, it's stuck because of the saliva. Or maybe well, you're like... Nom, 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 sure, you're but it's far more likely for that a roach would crawl into your mouth. That is more of its natural Fuck. habitat. And you save these things. I do. Oh, because... God, I stomp the shit out of every roach I see. You know why? Because there's billions more. Yeah, yeah, but... We're um, outnumbered. But here's the thing. It, hypothetically, if we get rid of all of them... It totally turns our ecosystem upside down. I didn't say all of them, but there's billions of them. I can't stamp out billions of roaches. What is the reason to stamp? What, what, why do you kill a roach? Because they, what's the point of them being there? Okay. Well then that's, that means we're done if aliens come. Yeah, probably. (laughs) They're like, what's the point of them being Uh here? Probably so. (laughs) Because they're in my space. They're crawling on shit. I don't want them there. They weren't invited there. I get it. I don't, you know, get it. I don't I really you. have like a roach problem at my house, but you know, 
I don't know if how like if this is just a California thing, but I know you know what I'm talking about, particularly where we work. In California, you get these giant brown. I think they're called like water roaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're huge. They're just huge, and they're they everywhere. Mm-hmm. They have wings too. So yeah. like, I don't feel bad if that's in my house. It's not like like I was watching a video and it was this Uber driver, and this dude's like, oh my god, he, he was filming the driver's back, or excuse me, the driver's seat. He's in the back seat and he's filming the driver's seat from the back. Does that make sense? Yes. And there's just, you can see the center console and the passenger seat, and there's just roaches just crawling all throughout, throughout the car. How bad you got to be when you got roaches in your car? Understand, maybe you left a sandwich. I would have to say you have a problem. I'd be like, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Things happen. You could have left some food or something, but multiple. you would think that by like roach number one, you'd probably be like, oh, you know what? I got a little problem I need to look at. Multiple roaches, oof. Especially the. Hey, you know what? I'm ones. so sorry, Adam. We actually uh, we st- we went off on a tangent here. One yes, more thing. Yes. Uh, I'll just say he actually asked the same thing, but about fruitarians. Hold on, I Is I imagine I know what that strictly is. fruit. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I as long as you're taking your multivitamins and getting your other important, uh, you know, vitamins from other sources, well, then that's fine. I mean. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of good things that you get from leafy greens, and so you kind of need those. Um, can you get them elsewhere? I'm not sure, and I don't know if you want to be digesting. Uh, and number one, have you had your yearly workup to make sure that your kidneys are functioning like properly every year? Because the more vitamins you t- vitamins you take, your kidneys are breaking that down. Is it working correctly? Are you sure you need to be doing this? Have you researched who's making these vitamins? Are you getting the nutritional value that it says on the back of the, have you researched that? And so it's like, instead of getting everything from vitamins, I think instead of going to completely fruitarian, just get leafy greens, get your broccoli get, or, you know, get your uh, kale. If you don't like kale, that's a tough one because kale has a lot of stuff. And, and like, when you're like, oh, but I eat lettuce, there's nothing really in lettuce. You know what I'm saying? So you want to get something with some sort of sort of heavy nutritional value. If you're going to do all fruits, all vegetables, then your vegetable intake needs to have something with dense nutritional value. Um, so I would go. I would say you have to add in some leafy greens to that. You want to monitor your creatinine function and your glomerular filtration rate, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's what you got to do. Your GFR I, and mine was off. You got to be above sixty. Yeah, I had a lot of creatine. They're like, "Why is there so much creatine in your blood?" Not like, creatine. Oh, it might be- no, but it does. Le- it it increases the level of creatine in your blood because well, I was taking it every day. And they're like, "Are you drinking water at all?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Well, get off of it because your body's not. It's not doing right." And I got off of it, and it lowered. Like, they're like, "Yeah, that's what it was. You dumping creatine into your system every day." Take care of your kidneys, folks. That's what you got to do. So speaking of leafy greens, Steve, Mm -hmm. he has a question for me. He says, do you have a daily habit routine (laughs) that you consider to be absolutely essential? Hmm. Um, I can can say that right now I really don't because everything's just sort of stopped and the, the household dynamics a little bit off and we're all sort of like on top of each other right now. But when I'm out and and I'm doing what I want to be doing. In other words, when I'm not like in some kind of funk or something like that. Yeah, I would like to have definitely exercise is something I need to start getting back into because when it's there, it's like it's on it's on point. It's like clockwork. It's just been a while. But I would have to say that to answer your question right now, probably not. 
but my goal is to get back and exercise and make that part of my daily thing. And I know I've been saying this forever, but I've started finally, guys. I've started. I know it's just walking like old ass man shit, but I've started. So yes, exercise is going to be that thing. It's not as fancy of an answer as Steve, but wasn't a fancy answer. I feel you, bro. Use your imagination. I did not have a fancy answer. Neither one of us. Your answer was perfectly wonderful. All right, so that's it. Thank you very much, guys. I feel like I, I did Adam a disservice there. Let me see. Is there anything routine wise? Just got to make sure I'm kissing my lady. What about coffee? Coffee. You know what? Yeah, kind of a boring answer, but there's definitely I have to have coffee. That's a, that's just like a given. I have to have coffee when I get up in the morning. If I wake up and I'm like, oh, I think I can go back to sleep or something, obviously I'm not going to have that. But once I'm up, got to have a cup of joe. It's good shit. And I'm using right now. What kind of coffee are you drinking right now, Steve? Uh, I switched it up a little something. I put in, uh, I think it's Pete's um, House Blend. And you're enjoying it in your K-Cups? I am enjoying it. I, uh, You know, I'm realizing that I am not a connoisseur. And so generally, I know when I don't like a coffee, but normally they're all going to pretty much be good to me. But I know there has been a few I taste. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm never buying that again. You know what I'm drinking right now? Death Wish coffee. That's been my shit for a while now. With all that caffeine in it? It's really good, man. I imagine, Gets you up and at them. I imagine you've had your heart check done that yearly thing. Yeah, not real happy with our doctors, Steve. I went to go do all that stuff. I said, hey, it's time for me to do my old man appointments. Uh, father had um, heart, you know, he had congestive heart failure, really. And mm-hmm. then he had a bunch of other things, too. I would like to address these issues. Now you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my doctor does. I remember I was like, I want to get my kidney check again. She's like, last time we checked, they were normal, but okay. Well, at least she's saying okay. I know, but I'm like, they weren't normal for a year. You were worried, but like, yeah, but it went back to normal. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to change doctors because I just did not like that answer. Yeah, you're fine. You're good. He actually did send me down for an EKG, but that just means that my heart wasn't doing anything weird at that particular moment in time. I just, I want to check my heart, make sure it's healthy. You put me totally on the stress test and all that kind of stuff. Totally. So yeah, this doctor's going to go bye-bye. I'm not even going back to him. He's all here, go take a fecal sample. I'm like, all right. Um, yeah, I'm not coming back to you. So I'm not going to come back. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, take a fecal sample? Okay, you sick bastard. Okay, so we got a few more questions, Steve. Okay. This one's coming from our boy Jonathan Root. What's up, Root? What was the first album you bought when you had your first record player? I think you guys are old enough for that. Otherwise, CD or maybe cassette. Yes, we're old enough. What was the album that you first wore out? Go ahead, Steve. Um, my first album that I wore out backwards and forward, learned every song, learned every harmony, tried to duplicate it, was Inner Visions. Stevie Wonder. How old were you? Oh, I had to be 13. I think the very first album that I ever purchased with my own money, like I'd gone That you with, wore out. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Purple Rain. Wow, that's a good choice, dude. Or if we're talking cassettes, I'm thinking it's, I mean, it's totally different, but I'm thinking it's Def Leppard's Pyromania. That's fair. Purple Rain was the first album I actually purchased. Like, I saved the money. I didn't ask for money. I saved the money and went and did it myself. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right, there you go. Uh, what else we got? We got a couple more. Now, this one, I've already said this, and I'll say it again just because you know we did ask the question. Yeah. What is your all-time favorite movie and why? Mine is The Jerk. Love the movie. My dad and I watched that movie and uh, it's just everything that I want in a movie. It's funny. It's a fucking classic. It's got Steve Martin in it. it uh, there's, 
I don't know. It's like the movie's nothing but comedy, but I'll watch that movie and tear up because it makes me think of my dad. Know every line to that movie for the most part. And uh, yeah, it's The Jerk by far. Um, Wonderful pick. My favorite movie of all time is a tie, honestly. It's between Mo' Better Blues and Malcolm X. And that's just speak for themselves. I mean, you got Denzel Washington actually looking like he's playing jazz trumpet. You have an amazing, you have an amazing uh, soundtrack. And then you have... Denzel transforming into Malcolm X in a movie, which is fantastic. So yeah, those are both my favorite movies of all time. I think you got a chubby for Denzel, bro. Dude, Denzel, he's he's he went on. He's an amazing. Uh, he's one. He's a classic, man. Him yeah, he along is. with a lot of uh, quite a few other people that I've been watching. Like I think one day we're gonna look back on someone like uh uh you know, as far as the young crew, we're going to look back on someone like Leonardo DiCaprio and be like, dude, that guy was a revelation. He was a freaking revelation. They're like, yeah, President DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> dude, listen, we're not that, that's not as crazy. I mean, don't it could totally happen. Don't get me started. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah. So those those are it. And then I have one more. Now this is an audio form. Okay. Voicemail, if you will. You may know this person, Steve. She goes by the name of Favon. Yo. Hi guys, it's Favon. I saw your post about questions, so I have a couple questions for you guys. My first question is with this pandemic being so uh, major and making such an impact on people's lives. Do you think you're going to change anything when life gets back to quote unquote normal? And if so, what things in your life do you think you're going to change? Yeah, that's the first part. Uh, for me personally, uh, I'm probably not going to shake hands anymore. I'm probably going to dap it up. I am going to still keep my distance from people. I don't need to be all up in their face because even if I don't want the uh, coronavirus, I don't want a cold. Um, I'm going to wash my hands a lot more thoroughly, make sure that I have antibiotics or not even, I'm not going to use the alcohol, but I'm going to, you know, make sure that I wash and lotion my hands every day. Make sure um, I'm going to be way more thorough in having, um, because since I only shop every once in a while now, I'm going to keep that going where I don't need to go into the, sh- to, to shop every three days like i've been i'm like you know what i can do once every two weeks for maj and i and be perfectly fine um uh that's about the size oh and i'm also going to be a lot more in nature now i'm gonna get way more into going out i recently watched a documentary on rock climbing and the history of rock climbing and mountaineering and i'm like you know what it's something that i want to get into because they're like, it's not about the climbing. It's about seeing things from an angle that 99% of the world has never seen. You see from an angle up high that no one else can get to unless you can do what you do. So I'm going to get back into nature, try to get you know a lot more into walking and jogging and doing that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm going to try to change everything once this thing, um, or change a lot once this thing uh, you know, passes. What about you, Jay? Well, quite honestly, you hit a lot of the same points. So let's see. Like the hand, the handshaking thing is definitely out from now on. I'm hoping that people will just automatically go, oh, okay, I shouldn't do this anymore. For instance, you go to a business meeting, something that depends on you striking a good relation with the, whoever you're, you're going to talk to, and yes. they extend the hand. Yes. 
I hope I don't get in that situation because I don't want to shake the hands anymore. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like if they did that, I would probably would do it just so I didn't start the meeting off on an awkward note. Yeah. But yeah, I think that I want to just completely suspend hand washing. It's really not for me. Um, I never really quite understood it. I get it when you're like, what's up, man? And you, you know, you do the handshakes and shit, but I just think that now so much can be transmitted and it's always been that way, of course. But now that it's so on our radar, and in our face every single day, I think that that's something that I'm just going to completely eliminate. Uh, like you definitely want to be out more, um, staying away from the grocery stores and stuff. But I can't get in my head that much, man, because it's not just grocery stores. Once everything opens back up, I'm not a germaphobe to like the the I'm not a really strong germaphobe, I should say. But I'm always conscious of that. Like whatever you're in a in a I don't know uh, just for the sake of the first store that pops in my head like a Best Buy or something like that and you're grabbing on to boxes of speakers or video games or whatever I mean how many people have already touched that so that's always kind of been on my radar but I think now because we don't know what can happen in a year or 10 years or whatever I think I'm just going to try to be a little more um, cautious and not so germ phobic to where it, it like is detrimental to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want it getting into my mind so much that I, I can't function in society, but I think I definitely want to take a, a step back from all that kind of stuff. Um, and also as long as I can, I know now that even though it's like every single day, I know now that once things get back to normal, I want to make sure that I'm with my family more. Like we're having dinner together or we just get together, you know, Often, not every day, of course, but just to just to check in with each other and everything. And we do that pretty well already. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just I want to have more family time. It's something that, you know, we, we tend to get into our own little groove. I have a teenager and a 21 year old that's living with us right now. So they're clearly doing their own thing. I, it's time for me to and and Gail to kind of bring them in a little bit more and start scheduling family dinners or just family outings, things like that. But, yeah, that's about it. That's dope. Definitely washing my hands all the time. That's always been a thing because of what I do. But I'm I'm not letting up on that shit whatsoever. Just going to have to buy more lotion, I guess. I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't use lotion. <laughs> I know what you're getting at. It's not water soluble. It's not <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> that's why I don't use it, Steve. But that's another story. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Next question. And my second question is... I don't think you guys have probably ever done this, but I'm just going to put this out there. Whenever I post a new picture on Facebook or change my profile picture or something, I always get some guy who I... Okay, I don't even know what she's going to say right now after this, but the answer is guys and their penises. (laughs) I haven't talked to in years to... Either send me a message or write a comment on the post and try to spark up a new conversation. Why do you have to wait till I post a new picture if you really want to talk to me? Is she done? <laughs> if you really wanted to talk to me, I would think you would just send me a message without me having to post a new picture, a reminder of who I am. All right, that's all. Love you guys. Bye. All right. So, what do you think, Dan? Why do why do I know? I know what in my opinion. I already why. said it's 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 guys and their penises. That's one hundred percent what it is. Like if you put up a picture, right? And it's not that they're not thinking of you, but maybe it's a it's a good picture. Kind of reminds them. That's it. 
Game over. Just yeah. quite photogenic. So, you know, uh, it reminds them. And then, of course, it, it reminds other things, too. Not saying there was anything in the first place, but it, it tends to get the attention of uh, me, me, men are horny. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're dogs. Not all of us, but a lot of us. That's why they say shit like, why are men? You know what I mean? I think it's just one of those things. It's just a guy thing. And they're going to see that and they're going to be like, hey, penis time. Like that happened with Gail too. There's this one picture. She takes great pictures all the time, but she has this one particular picture that she puts up on Facebook every now and then. And she's gorgeous in it. She's gorgeous in all of her pictures, but I love this picture of her. And apparently other people do because every single time she puts this picture on Facebook, dude, she starts getting messages and friend requests and um, the comments are, you know what I'm saying? The comments are there. So yeah, I think it's just a guy thing. It's a, it's a penis thing. That's my, that's my straightforward answer. That's what I'm going to go with because it's my aunt, and that is how comfortable I am talking about that. Oh, stop it. We're grown people, man. Uh-huh. That, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. What you just said, I totally co-sign. That's okay. it. I totally right. co-sign. Sissy. All right, so that's the end of the questions. I would love to do this as a full-on show, but if not, I will take weekly segments. I plan on doing that as many times as possible. So please, lots of questions. So Dan, during this wonderful week, now we are going to we are going to be talking about more stuff we review later on in this week. But there is one thing that I saw on the rundown that I just have to pick your brain about because Dan is a learned person. I don't know if you guys got the memo, but he is learned. He doesn't spend this time watching bullcrap on TV. Whatever he watches is going to be some documentary about the metaphysical ways the bacteria can invade your lungs, and he will watch that sort of thing. We watch Voltron and. Attack on Titan, not Dan. So, Dan, what have you watched this week? Jesus Christ, Steve. You're so full of it, man. Uh, <laughs> I will talk about one thing. We have a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you just heard what Steve said. But in case it didn't resonate with you, it didn't like hit the mark, we're going to do another show. So we'll have a bonus episode coming out sometime in the next few days. That's where we're going to talk about all the movies we've been watching. But this one I would love to talk about. Being a learned person, Steve, I like to watch. (laughs) This is actually something that when I was talking with Joe Stark the other day, he told me about this and it seemed very interesting because we spent a great deal of time talking about rock climbing. I don't rock climb. I'd love to, but he does regularly. And so we started talking about Mount Everest and I happened to know a radiologist that I used to work with in, you know, not work with directly, but we knew each other. And he actually climbed Mount Everest. His name's Mark Rindahl. You can look it up. But, uh, or is it Martin Rindall? I don't know. No, last name is Rindall. But uh, that's what we started talking about. And then he told me about this this documentary, this 2015 documentary called Sherpa. Uh, you've never heard of this, I assume. That's why you're asking about it. So I'll yes, just go ahead and tell you what it is. Now, you know what Sherpas do, right? And where I they're from and all what, that? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. So what this, this uh, documentary is about, super interesting, was that Sherpas have been scaling. They're the unsung heroes, man. They have been scaling Mount Everest multiple times like one guy that we're going to talk about he's done this 22 times okay these guys don't get any credit for this shit they're the unsung heroes they are the ones that go and they start a base camp and then they you know i don't know the terminology again i'm not a rock climber but they actually set up all of the the ropes and the anchors and everything so people so these people that show up every year rich people most of the time i'd assume and i'll explain why in just a bit but they show up and then they they get on Facebook and they say, look what I did. I scaled Mount Everest. But they couldn't fucking do it if it wasn't for the Sherpas. Okay, that's kind of, that's like the, 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 the main ingredient in this, okay? So back in 1953, there was this New Zealander, his name was Edmund Hillary. 
and his Sherpa is named Tenzin Norgay, and they reach the summit. And uh, so they talk about them a little bit. And Sherpas were like, I think they were, the way I took this is that they were highly regarded, but they could, because they're so necessary. But again, they were always getting sort of pushed to the back. So that way the American guy can come in and say, look what I have done, you know, but they're very impoverished people. So they don't, if they don't work, they don't eat, you know, they have to take care of their family. So some of these guys against their family's wishes will go and do this time and time again, they'll just go during the, the whole season of, of the, you know, Everest climbing. I don't know exactly how long that is, but they'll stay there and just go back and forth like hundreds of times. And no one ever gives them credit for it, man. So what ended up happening was back in 2014, it was April 18th, 2014, because this is how the movie starts off. You see like someone has a like a GoPro or some kind of camera on them. It's one of the Sherpas and they're scaling this, uh, what they call that? It was like the rock fall or something. It's this area on, on Mount Everest where it's, think of like a waterfall, but it's just ton, like tons of big ass ice, what do you call them? Like just big pieces of ice, I guess you could say. And it's, it's constantly moving, but you just don't know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's very unstable as the day progresses and the sun starts to heat up, things move. And this shit can just like avalanche at any second. It's the most dangerous part of scaling Everest. And uh, so this is where they're at on this part. And what happened was on April, what was it? April 18th, 2014, around 6.45 AM. Dude, <laughs> just, you see it happen, but you don't see the whole thing happen. So they're, they're, they're trying to get up there, right? And all of a sudden, a 28-ton piece of ice just fell on these people and killed like six, I, was, I think it was thir- 16, I believe, 16 Sherpa and injured like a whole bunch more. It was a huge thing. So what this movie is about is the Sherpas finally going, you know what? Enough of this bullshit. Like, we're, we're done with this. Like, it got violent because... Um, Right before, I think it was the year before, they had an altercation with uh, another rock climber. I did not know this, but saying motherfucker to a Sherpa or them hearing that is like super insulting to their culture. Like okay. they don't they don't take that shit at all. So they heard this dude say motherfucker about them on the radio. When he came down, you see this happen too. They have footage of it. You see all the Sherpas like surround this dude. And they're like, they're, you know, it's all in a different language, of course, but they're like, what's your fucking problem? How dare you say that kind of thing? Everyone's yelling at this guy. And he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. It's not that big of a deal where I'm from. I apologize for my, I used bad language. And these dudes are like socking them and shit. And they had to actually get out and escape. They like, they thought they were going to die. They got out, but that was the first time that the Sherpa actually just like rose up against these people. Like enough's enough. You fucking privileged people that come here and expect us to do everything, to feed you, to camp you, to, to get you from point A to point B and up the fucking mountain and back alive. And you're calling those motherfuckers. And they did not like that at all. So they, this is the first time they took a really big stand. So a year later, this other thing happens. <laughs> so, so, you know, with the, with the 16 people dying and this, the Sherpas all took a stand. They're like, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore. Like, that's it. We're just not going to. And that's a big part of this is, um, because there's this, I forget the guy's name, but there's this guy, he, uh, he owns a business and his, his business is comprised of Sherpas. And that, that's, you know, he, he's the one that sets them all up and he's the one that it's like a charter guy. Like if you're going to go on a deep sea fishing trip or something, he's the guy you contact to go do Everest. And this movie pissed me off, dude, because they're all there and they're waiting. Like, are the Sherpas going to do this? Or are they not going to, they're having this like right after the, the, uh, all the death, they came back the next day 
and they were all mourning, you know, and a lot of them in the, in that religion, like if they can't recover your body, mm-hmm. you can't reach Nirvana. Yeah. You know, so it's a big deal, right? So they were doing like these memorials right there, right at the base of the mountain. And then you can start to see the anger kick in. And this is where they go, no, we're not going to do this anymore. So this guy, the charter guy, I was, it just pissed me off. He's a, he has all these people. They're all rich. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it in this particular case, they're all white. Mm -hmm. And it really, really shows, man. One guy was like, well, I'm hoping that, that their owner is going to go ahead and get this right and get them, get them working for us again. Their owner, like they're not even human to these people. Some of these people, they're very ungrateful. And they're like, and I'm getting like, they're all rich. You know? So like this one guy's like, well, I spent like $75,000 to get here. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to climb Everest, but if not, I guess I'll just be back next year. You know, like it's just not a big deal to them, but it's really all about like, they were like, is shit going to go down again? Because all those Sherpas who've never, they've always been very peaceful. Now they're getting violent. According to the guy that was doing the charter thing, it was like, oh, there's like four or five of them that are just being rambunctious and, and getting everyone to get that riot mentality. But he should know. Like, I understand that's your business, dude. But 16 of your people just died the day before, and you're worried about, okay, we're going to go ahead and continue. It just to me, and I might be reading this wrong. Like I'd like to talk to Joe about this now that I've already watched it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if I, if I read that wrong, but to me, it just seemed like they were so unappreciative of what they do. And it was just, well, business, the show has to go on, man. I got a business to run. I get that this guy has a business to run, but the way that he talked to these people, like he actually got all, cause each charter guy has their own Sherpas, right? So he brings all his Sherpas into this tent and he's like, they're all sitting there. It's all quiet. It's clearly awkward. You can tell they don't want to do this. And he's like, so um, you don't want to? He's trying to get them to say it. And they're like, it's, it's fucking obvious, dude. No, we don't want to do this. And even after they say they don't want to, he's like, oh, well, whew, I guess I'm going to have to go and tell a bunch of people that are going to be really disappointed. And it's like, screw you, dude. Where are the American people or, or whoever, like the Europeans? that are, Why aren't they doing this shit? They're all depending on these impoverished Sherpa who need the work. To, to survive, to risk their lives multiple times a year for this, you know? Anyway, um, it's, it's, it's a very frustrating documentary, dude, but it's very interesting. It's very eye-opening. I really didn't know anything about that. I knew Sherpas existed, you know, and, and that's a big part of their deal is getting these people up and down the, uh, uh, excuse me, up and down Everest. But I really had no idea that that dynamic was going on where they were like, fuck this, enough is enough. And they were starting to get violent. I had to rent this one. He explained it so well to me that it just sounded really interesting. So I immediately, once I stopped podcasting, I went and just rented it. And then we just watched it the other night. It's from 2015. I got this on iTunes. Again, it's called Sherpa. I highly recommend that you guys watch this. It's just, it's just eye-opening. It's very interesting. If you're into documentaries, this is a very interesting one. And it, you know, it, it takes you into their culture a little bit. It explains their side more than it, the, the climber side, which I really appreciate it. Being that it's called Sherpa, I think that it should rightfully do so. But Excellent documentary. Totally. I'm not even going to throw any wacky ratings into it. I'm just going to tell you right now, I gave it like a four and a half out of five for documentary. It's just, it's fucking interesting. And you know, when people are like in real life, people are dying. (laughs) I don't want to throw some wacky. I'm going to give it four out of five. Whatever. It's just, it's a very, it's a very serious documentary. It's not going to bum you out, but I definitely think it's an eye opener rather. And you guys should check it out. So yeah, that's Sherpa. And then we'll talk about the rest of them next week or next show, which will probably be like, what are we going to do this? Like we're going to record maybe Saturday, Sunday, yeah, something yeah, like that. Either one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Saturday or Sunday, we'll put out another show and we'll talk about the rest of what we've been watching. Shall I give them a little bit of a rundown of what we will be talking about? Go for it. That way it holds us to it. So Steve, yeah. you watched Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Good I on did. you, man. I did. Can you at least tell me without going into the review, d- just say this, did you like it or did you not like it? I liked it. 
Okay. Okay. Good. All right. I hear. I've heard wonderful things. It's just not. There's nothing about this movie that said, "Hey, Dan, this is the one for you." I was where you are before I watched this movie. Somebody gave me this movie back in December when it was screener time. My friend, my friend that I talked to, he's, he's a guy, a guy I use, um, and I still haven't watched it. It just really hasn't. I mean, I've heard, like I said, I've heard wonderful things about it, but it's just there's nothing that has enticed me to watch this movie. So maybe I'll have to now. Maybe I'll watch it so we can talk about it. Well, I will say this. I see this um, since it became mass on mass mm-hmm. in 2020. Yeah. It's probably going to be my top five. Seriously. It's going to be very, 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 very hard for something to make me feel like this movie made me feel. Okay. I don't see it happening. You know, maybe I will watch it then because even, you know what? I actually tried to get Gail to watch it and she wasn't even down with it, which is unusual. That's kind of, that seems like that movie's got her written all over it. Yeah. But I will do this. Is it a very long movie? Please tell me it's not like three hours. It's two hours, but you can't, you can't be doing something else. No, I know. And it's, is it a subtitled? Yes. And That's not a big deal. it has some of the most, I'll talk about it. It, it messed me. Like it, it ravaged me, dude. Okay. Now I'm interested. I'll check it out. If it's hitting you that hard, I'll watch it. I'm always down for an interesting conversation about a movie. So yeah. I'll watch and, it. And then I watched Hobbs and Shaw. I have seen Hobbs and Shaw as well. We talked about that a little bit. I did, but I didn't get too far into it because you hadn't seen it yet. So maybe I'll have to brush up on that one too. I watched uh, the Haunt documentary that you told me about. Oh, back in the day. Yeah, the one about, back in uh, the day. Ski. All the Halloween, excuse me, all the, uh, yeah, the Halloween horror houses, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. I, I watched the, um, uh, the first episode of Cursed Films. I saw that too. We'll okay, talk, maybe we're going to talk, talk about, that, about that. Yeah. Um, and those are the ones that I, re- that, that I actually uh, want to, like, that's probably going to take up the good, because we're not even talking about what you watched. And so we're both we're going to have a lot to talk about on Monday. And that's from, my watched, from what I watched as of now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're just telling you what we've watched. I hope we can talk about all these things because I have a few that I want to talk we about. We will. Too. We'll be able to. I watched Onward, the animated Pixar joint with mm-hmm. uh, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. And uh, I won't say anything about it, but I did watch it. And I will be, I do definitely want to talk about this one. And then because we're sort of running out of things to watch, or if this is the perfect opportunity to go back and watch some things that maybe I started or never really got around to. So I actually watched the entire season of. Um, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone from last yes. year. Uh-huh. Watch that. So I'll talk about that one. And then uh, I actually purchased Bloodshot. I had a code. I got it for like can't five wait. bucks. I can't wait. So I watched Bloodshot. Uh, I can't wait to talk about Bloodshot, dude. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I watched, I watched Bloodshot. How can we, <laughs> why does he always sound like he got stung by a bee and his tongue swelling dude, up? Dude, he's doing the most. I, I, I want to watch that movie. Dude, watch Bloodshot, please. Just, just rent it. <laughs> but it's 20 bucks to rent, dude. I know a guy, Steve. Okay, okay. All right, right. let's watch. Yeah, I think you need to watch Bloodshot. And then um, also another documentary that I watched that I was planning on talking about this today, but it's uh, on Hulu. And I think you guys should watch this one. And then at least you you can, we can, you know, we talk about it. You'll know what I'm talking about. It's called Life Animated. And it's about a kid named Owen Suskins. A kid, he's like 23 at the time that this is made, but he's an autistic kid that, you know, he started off, his parents thought he was just a normal 
healthy kid. He was, uh, you know, growing up. And then about age three, all of his motor functions start shutting down and his, his verbal communication stops. And he just goes inside of himself and they find out, yes, he is in fact autistic. But the way that they get him back is very interesting. Basically, he fixated on Disney movies. Yeah. And he can only relate life to these Disney movies. And the way that the family, he's got the most wonderful family ever. And I'll talk about it more. But the way that his family worked with him to basically get his life on track, it starts off, he's uh, getting ready to move out on his own. His parents are really worried about that because he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a uh, definitely higher functioning. He's definitely, uh, I don't know what you say, lower or higher on the spectrum. I guess he, I'd say lo- he's very high on the spectrum, but he's way functioning and he can have like normal conversations and stuff like that. But you'll see what I'm talking about. If you watch this movie again, it's on Hulu, it's called life animated. And I definitely think you should check it out, but I will give my full rating on that one next show. Done deal. Um, random thought to leave on Dan, but we don't, mm. we are not going to sit on it. Okay. Okay. Oh, come on. All right. No, what is it? Uh, I realized this week, you cannot, you can say Dan has a wonderful personality, a cool personality, but there's no way to say winning personality without sounding like a douche. I don't think there's a way to say winning anymore. I'm Unless, winning the lottery. No, you've won the lottery. You can't current, like, I think I'm winning. It doesn't work. Who's you winning? won the lottery or you didn't win the lottery. You the Lakers win. are winning. There's no the game? Yeah, they're winning the game. Yeah. So currently, yeah, I mean, when you say like the Lakers are up, but I see yeah, your they're, point. They're yeah, winning. they're currently yeah. winning the game right now. It doesn't yeah. sound right to me. I don't think I would use those choice of words to describe that, but I'll take it for the sake of this. But I just, I think that um, the the heart of winning becoming like a, a, a really douchey thing to say, what do you think I'm going to say? Oh, you're going to say Charlie Sheen. Exactly, dude. I think yeah. that's when it was like, ooh, we can't say winning anymore. Winning. We can't but I think it. for all of our lives, whenever someone's like you and that winning personality, I'm like, oh, that's never been good. Mm, and no, someone, so someone recently said that there's like, yeah, him and that winning personality. I'm like, oh, you don't even have to say anything more. And you didn't even make a face. You didn't have to add any sort of, you know, inflection. I just knew because you use that word winning totally normally. That what you meant was he's a douche or the she's exact a opposite. Yeah, yeah, the exact opposite. It's yeah. pretty well, and you don't even have to change it. Be like, yeah, Dan with his winning personality. I without even changing anything, you knew. Oh, Dan's a douche. That's yeah. interesting. It's a very sarcastic <laughs> remark. I was like, yeah. is there any other word that you could do that with and not change anything else? Oh, damn it, Steve. Yeah, you opened up a can. Winning is solid, dude. Like winning is all around douchey. <laughs> exactly. It just is. Uh, unless you're like, um, the con- here are the consequences of winning the lottery. I'm like, okay, that's a normal sentence. Yes, but you're, but uh, okay, winning as an adjective. Hmm. Yeah, you can. I think that's it. Yeah. Winning as an adjective. If you use that, you're pretty much describing a douche or you're using it in a, in a, in a negative light. Oh, for sure. There's no question. Like, the orange in office loves to use winning a lot and it's always douchey when he uses it as well. And then I'll tell, I've told the story before, but when I went to the gym one time and, uh, this guy pulls up, I think it was in a Ferrari. It was either a Ferrari or a Lambo. I don't remember cause it was a while ago, but he parks in the handicap spot right at the Oy. front, right? Dude gets out and acknowledges that I have seen him pull into this. And he just kind of looks at me like, yeah, so what goes in and I'm like, what a dick. And then I look at his license plate and it says winning. Of course. <laughs> God. Of course. Yeah. So there's really, there's really no way to use that as an adjective and not sound like a yeah, complete. And prank. mind you, people, I spent entirely too long thinking about this this week 
for no reason on one of the days I just sat there looking at my phone being like, can I use winning <laughs> in a different way? And the, I went over and over and I was like, you just, if I'm just like, dude, that guy has a winning personality. Nope. It's just, even if I tried to mean it, but like, no man, Dan really has a winning personality. They'd be like, oh yeah, we got you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that as you said it, like. Could I take that the right way? You couldn't. If you were meaning it to be positive, could, would I take it that way? I don't think I would because I would probably be like, what, what did he do? <laughs> exactly. What did he say when I was gone or I'd something? Like, man, you know? you know John, man. John really has that winning person. You'd be like, oh, okay, I got to watch out for John. But what if you gave a whole bunch of compliments prior to using that? How, you, you talk up someone, hey, this guy, we have a new employee that's going to be coming in. He's from you know this area. He, this is what he's going to bring to the table. He's super friendly. I've had a chance to meet with him. We you know we uh, we hit it off really well. I think you guys are going to really like this guy a lot. He's got a real winning personality, and I hope that you welcome him when he shows up. Would that work? Uh, if the thing here's the problem. The only way that would work is if I think the person delivering the message is a douche too. Because I'd be like, of course you would use that phrase because <laughs> you're a douche also. Now if it's a guy, I'm really like if I was telling you someone like, you respect. Uh, no, that I would be like, uh, that was, I thought I would think like if I told you, Hey, this guy, he's a nice person, reads a lot of books, watches a lot of, uh, documentaries, has a winning person out. You'd be like, Oh, you don't like the fact that he watches documentaries, reads books, or does like you just took away everything you just said being like, Oh, you don't like any of those things. I think it would really have to be on a person to person basis because yes, if you said that, I know you to be sarcastic, so I'm obviously knowing that you're going for a negative comment. But I think if someone who's just all around positive all the time, not that you're not, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, never never has an ill word to say about anyone. I think I'd probably just roll with it. But on the other hand, it all depends on how you say it. That if you throw true. any type of accent or emphasis on winning, then it automatically becomes negative. And it's like, also, if someone is saying he has a winning personality, me and someone else in the room will connect eyes and be yeah. like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, totally. Oh, boy. Even if this person's positive, but he's like, he has a winning personality, I'll know exactly who to look at. And he'll be like, yeah, I caught it. <laughs> I caught it. You're probably right, dude. Honestly, I think I th I think that we can just go ahead and chalk this one up to a negative use. Like, yeah, we just can't. Uh, so we can't use winning anymore. No, I never that did. Way. Never did. But I'm not going to start now. We can't use it as an adjective. Mm -mm. No, that's a winning beat. Oh no, no, no! I'd be like, I'm erasing it. I think people would just be go winning. It doesn't even sound right. Yeah, winning. that's a winning beat. This is a winning dinner. You have to use it the right way. Like if if I brought if I brought home a bunch of pizzas and i'm like they didn't uh here's our cheese pizza and someone's like winning i'd be like oh you're just saying because it's a yeah yeah oh cheese pizza i would my brain would go so many different ways i'd be like hey i had to drive all the way to freaking yeah winning i'd be like okay yeah i'm pissed i'm pissed now and i don't even know how they possibly could have meant it what yeah. about this boss comes in and you're, you're all your co-workers are around he goes I just want y'all to know right now, you guys have done a fantastic year and you have a fantastic bonus that's going to be coming at the end of November. Just want you to know it's going to be X amount of dollars. Congratulations, guys. And your good friend next to you goes, winning. What oh, you I'd be like, he is not into this bonus. He'd be like, we should have got something a long time ago. Something is behind that. And I would maybe, even say- Maybe people just, no, I honestly, I think though, I don't know. I don't think you can go that cut and dry with it, man. Because there are a lot of good people that I know 
and not so much anymore, but for a while, and you'll know exactly where I'm going with this, right? That I don't necessarily chill with because we just don't have a lot in common, but I respect these people, right? Yeah. But if someone tells me, all right, well, or ask me even, um, hey man, so you ready to get her done? I'm not having it. <laughs> I fucking hate get her done, dude. <laughs> I hate it. I could be with someone all day long, hanging out with them, and if they throw get her done in, I'm, it's not going to ruin my day, but that I, is a check mark. I have never heard anyone say that in real life. That makes a lot of sense, Steve. But that you know what? I will say I have had friends that were friends before I found out that they watched that comic with the puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not Jeff, my friends anymore. What the hell's that guy's name? Ah, who cares? He sucks. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, we're not talking anymore because you're okay with what he's saying. No, I'm good. I'm oh, good. you are super sensitive. Yeah. I'm like, have you seen what he says? Yeah, he's just making fun. I'd be like, okay. Okay, but but you don't tell me you don't know who Larry the Cable Guy is. I know, no, I've I know that. I've just never heard someone say that in real life, though. I could, I again, I can kind of see that. Like if they said get her, I don't know, and I would almost think that maybe if someone was around me, they would assume I didn't know what it meant and wouldn't say it. You know, here's the thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it comes from like working when I work with my clients if yes. you will. um i think that i hear let's get her done a lot and i'm always like mm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna Jeez. i'm gonna no i can't do it you gotta be careful because i'm a lot of it's in jest of course i'm a great healthcare professional i'm not gonna be fucking with anyone but i won't say that that doesn't annoy me when they say okay. it. now hey listeners will you please write in or send a voicemail what phrase either a bothers you is a game like okay if you say that i can't do it like a get her done or what other thing can you not say without si- sounding totally sarcastic? No matter how I say it, what other phrases are like, yeah, you can't say this either without sounding like a, to- like a total douche or sounding totally sarcastic? If you have any, please drop them. Or you can even do it in the, um, we'd rather you do it um, in an email, but if you do it in the community, we'll make sure to read them on uh, during the show this next week. It- and if you do it by voicemail, I don't want to discourage you because I really like the voicemails, but you're going to have to use it correctly so we know what yes. you're talking about. You have to throw the tone in so we know what throw you're talking Throw the tone about. in and make sure you be like, like for instance, and just go full douche with it. Yeah. So that I know, oh yeah, I know people that say that. Because sometimes if you just throw it out there, we're like, eh. But if you say it the right way, I'll be like, ah, <laughs> that is a good one. Because I know there are other ones that we're not thinking about. Here's one, but I won't go off on it because I don't really have anything, but it has happened before and it just, I don't like it. When people describe things that aren't food as delicious. Oh yeah, that's a, that's annoying. I don't know if you've ever had that before. It's like, oh man, we had the best party. All the right people came and just, you know, whatever. It all came together and they go, Haha, delicious. Oh, I've never heard that. No. It, it's, it's very rare. And I probably, maybe I didn't even use it in the right context, but people will describe things on occasion as, they're very few and far between, but they will describe things as delicious. And I hate it. Wow, dude. We, yeah. Okay, guys, guys and girls and women and them and they, please send in your wonderful, because I know we're forgetting some. I know I'm forgetting some. But it was only because I was sitting on winning this whole time. Oh, I have one. I don't know. I don't want to piss people off, though. Oh, you will. <laughs> what about 
and I don't want to offend anyone because I know a lot of people say this. It happens to get on my nerves, but not to the point. It's like it's not a deal breaker. But what about when you're like, let's just say you're on Facebook, which is a rare thing for you. But you're like, you know, I'm like you're going to Hawaii, right? So let's just say you're going to Hawaii and it's like, yeah, uh, I'm here in Maui right now. And I just scaled Haleakala, blah, blah, blah. We did. We went to the crater, Malakini, and we snorkeled. And someone goes, so jelly. Oh, that's annoying, dude. Oh. That <laughs> is annoying. Of, I'm sorry if you do it. Please don't take offense to it. I just know that it just gets to me every single time. Now, on our next show, me. I'm going to talk about one that everyone does that still annoys me. And we'll talk about it on the next show. I'll tell you when we get off air. I want you to come up with one that I say that annoys you. No, that's not going to happen. And then I'll do one. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> this is just not going to happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the next voice you're going to hear is the awesome, amazing Dan. I love you guys. We will be talking to you actually shortly about all the wonderful movies and things that annoy each and every one of us. I love y'all. Peace. You heard the man. We'll be back very soon, very soon. And let me tell you what, it is going to be delicious. The show is going to be winning. And the people that don't listen are going to be jelly. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> this is fucking a whole bunch of douchery right there. My name is Dan Ramirez. I love each and every one of you. Every week we come to you because we love you. We are the heroes of noise. Steve Hudson over there. He's the other hero of noise. That's how we do these things. I just want you guys to know right now, episode 107 is going to be hot off the fucking griddle within like just a couple of days. Just hang tight. But man, this is going to be a great year. I'm telling you, people, keep your heads up. Keep doing what you do. Stay the fuck indoors. Love your family. Be good to yourselves. Be good to people around you. Peace. (laughs) 